0: This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And I'm happy to be back with you folks. And I want to mention before we get started that I appreciate every one of you who has written or emailed me or called me and wanting us to stay on the station to where you live. And I've had many folks uh, write me and say, Pastor, I'm not able to help you with the broadcast, but I'll be praying for you. And that's what I asked you to do. And then if you're able to help me with the broadcast, a dollar or two here and there and yonder always helps. And all adds up, my folks. But the Lord is blessing. Folks are listening all over the country. And I'm looking to the Lord. I have to rely on the Lord. I can't uh, pay for all these broadcasts myself. I help, but I can't do it all. So if you're interested in the good, sound gospel going out, you pray for me and then pray that the Lord will some move somebody else's heart. If you can't. If you can't help, ask the Lord to move somebody else's heart. And uh uh that's that's what he'll do. And uh one of the old preachers I used to know said he could pray money out of somebody's pocket. Well I can't do that, and I don't want to do that, but I praise the Lord. We're looking at this study now on blood redemption. We want to get back into the study. We were looking there how the Lord saved old Abraham and the Lord had called him and and uh and and laid a lot of things upon him and Abraham was a was uh doubtful in many things but the lord had told him uh to take a, a heifer three years old a she goat three years old and a ram three years old and a turtle dove and a pigeon he told him how to how to take those and sacrifice them lay them out uh, side by side and all of those things we saw that in our last study and now let's go back it says uh the fowls came down and abraham drove them away many times We see a sinner believing the word of God comes to Christ, looking up on the sacrifice, doubts and fears like those vultures and birds. That's a symbolic thing. And uh, flood his mind. Oh, how a sinner cries out against those things. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. How many have I counsel with and talk to who who tell me that they believe the lord has saved them and yet they're so fearful and sh- shaking in their boots and all of those things and i try to tell them uh that that, that that the lord is able i read where brother spurgeon said if he if his knees weren't knocking when he went in his pulpit he didn't think he was, he thought something was wrong so let's let's uh let's uh let's get back to our study uh before the lord could give abraham the assurance He had to see himself as he was. It says, When the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, and horror of the great darkness fell upon him. Abraham was made to see his totally depraved condition, his utter helplessness, his utter hopelessness. And there, with the evening sun casting his fading beams upon him, a deep sleep fell upon him. He saw the awfulness of his own condition, Abraham saw how hopeless and helpless he was outside of Jehovah. Believer, have you ever been there? Do you see how helpless you are? I know that we have a religious world today that's, uh, that's gone off on some kind of cockeyed ideas that man is all these things, but every poor soul who ever gets saved sees himself as hopeless and helpless apart from the grace of God. It's all of grace, my friend. I must I'm tell you oftentimes how that I believe strongly in the providence of God. It is all of the providence of God. And then Jehovah said unto Abraham, know of a surety. Oh, listen, know of a surety. The Lord God was talking to Abraham here on the basis of that covenant, on the basis of his promise based upon the blood covenant. Let me tell you something, friend. Salvation and the assurance of salvation go together. They rise and fall together. Now, hold oh, your seat. Our uh, old trailblazer used to say we're going to jump a creek. There's no such a thing as an individual being saved and not knowing it. Surely doubts and fears come. But salvation is a crisis in each individual's life who gets saved regardless of how young or how old. This doctrine that's being taught today, the great multitudes of our people are saved, but they don't know it. They have no assurance. It's uh, it's just not taught in God's Word. Let me say again, salvation and assurance go together. They rise or fall. You hear folks say, well, I think I'm saved. I hope I'm saved. I believe. I just don't have any assurance. My friend, it's not assurance that you need. It's salvation. It's Christ. You may be lost and not know it, but you cannot be saved and not know it. So Jehovah God said to Abraham, Know of a surety. Then he goes on to tell him that his seed would be strangers in a land that was not theirs, and that they would be afflicted for four hundred years, but in the fourth generation they would come back to this land. When he had spoken these words of prophecy to Abraham, the 17th verse says there, And it came to pass. Don't you like those verses where it came to pass? The Lord brought it to pass. And it came to pass that when the sun went down, it was dark, and behold a smoking furnace and a burning lamp passed between those pieces. As God draws every sinner to him, he speaks the words of assurance. He burns those promises of the heart of the sinner in the heart of a sinner and never gets away from them. Have you ever have you ever taken your Bible and searched the promises of God, my friend? Have you ever done that? If you're not, if you hadn't you're just missing the blessing. We have a book here by Brother Locker. All the promises of God. You write me or call me, I'll quote you a price on it. And i tell you one thing. This man, Mr. Lockyer, he has a series of books on all the promises, all the prophets, all the prayers, all the blessings, all the miracles, all series they call it. And we have them here in the bookstore. But uh, that one on all the promises is worth no telling what it would be worth to you, my friend. But listen, he burns those things into that heart. God the Father was manifested to him, to Abraham, as a smoking furnace, as a God of judgment. And I want to tell you, every sinner who ever gets saved never gets away from the fact that God is a God of judgment, a God of wrath. And he could send you to hell if he chooses to. Now, I know we have this mistaken idea on the surface today, on the, on the, here everywhere, God loves everybody. Jesus loves everybody. Jesus wouldn't send nobody to hell, but my friend, God hates sin. God is a angry God, angry with you. Listen, listen, smoke in the scriptures always symbolizes judgment. Those little silk handkerchief preachers that we have on the, on the, on the scene today uh, you can call those who believe the gospel listen, I believe, I, I believe and know that it's the truth. And I want to tell you that God's word is eternal. You have to come to know the judgment of God before you ever come to know the love of God and come to know Christ. If the individual never comes to see the judgment of God upon his sins, you never come to know the Lord as the love of God and a God of mercy. But God never manifests himself to a sinner as a God of judgment and a God of wrath, but what he follows it, With a manifestation of himself as a God of mercy, because following the smoking furnace, a burning lamp passed between those pieces. I wish you could get that picture. The burning lamp refers to Christ as the Redeemer. Here we see judgment and mercy meeting together. I wish you'd go there and read Psalms 85. And it is God the Father who sits in judgment upon sin, it is Christ the Lamb who pays that penalty. What a beautiful picture, my friend. It is a God of wrath who hates sin, but we see God of grace paying the penalty of the sinner's debt. Here God the Father and God the Son walk between those pieces of sacrifice and seal that covenant. That covenant was made not between God and the sinner, but between God the Father and God the Son for the lost sinner. There the Lord, listen, the foundation of God standeth sure, according to Second Timothy 2. We find this on Calvary. There the Lord Jesus Christ hanged for our substitute, our sacrifice, paying the sinner's debt. There God the Father poured out his wrath and his judgment upon the Son of God as Christ dying in the sinner's place. Now, you say that was a great day in Abraham's life? Yes. He saw the day of Christ and was glad, according to John eight, fifty-six. He went back home that night, A saved individual, redeemed by the blood, secured by the blood. He realized another great truth that salvation is of the Lord. The Lord did it all. My friend, the blood secures. The word assures what the blood secures. Our safety is in the blood of Christ, the crucified one. Your safety is not just hanging on to a promise. Your safety is under the blood. I rejoice day by day in the eternal blood covenant that God the Father made with the Son. That covenant was sealed with His blood. That's the security of every child of God. That's the foundation, my hope, my my, my, uh, security. Christ crucified, Christ buried, Christ risen, Christ exalted, Christ at the right hand of God, Christ within the veil as my high priest. The Word assures me, that this is so. But let me tell you something. If that blood has not secured your soul in Christ, the word will not assure you that it has. If you do not know Christ as your substitute, as your sin offering, then the word will not assure you of that which you do not have. It will. Our salvation doesn't depend upon what we do, upon any human power, but it depends on the eternal covenant sealed with the blood of Christ, made between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I I praise the Lord that my salvation is eternal as Christ is. Would you get that thought? Just as eternal as the Lord is, and just as secure as Christ is. So I ask you, are are you saved? Can you say, uh, thank you, Lord, for saving an old sinner like me? Have you ever just uh, as it were, met the Lord at the throne of grace as a poor, helpless, lost, undone sinner, as an object of mercy. Oh, my friend, if not, ask the Lord to bring you there at this time. Lord, 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 you promised, you promised to save those who would come to you. Lord, here I am. Poor old, worthless, hopeless, helpless, nothing. Uh, just, a, just an old nothing. Just an old knot. Yes, right. Just an old knot. And, uh, Lord, Lord, would you save me? Awakened sinner, many of you out there have written me and called me and emailed me, telling me of your desire to come to the Lord, to be saved. And here I am telling you what to do. Trust the Lord. You, you say, well, I, I can't listen. I told a lady one morning, I said, you cross that river bridge after every morning and you don't have a doubt in the world it'll hold you up. How much greater is the grace of God? How much greater is the promises of God we're just so we're just so fickle, aren't we? we? Just we just don't want to trust the Lord. Well, I'm just so afraid. Well, afraid, afraid, and you will wind up in the eternity in hell, my friend. The fear of God, oh my friend, is a beginning of wisdom. But the the Lord doesn't want you to fear Him. He wants you to trust Him. Can't you just trust the Lord? You most folks tell me they trust me. I tell them I'm not so sure. You can. I'll fail you. But the Lord never fails an individual. He never fails to hold his promise true and sure, my friend. His promises will not fail you. Won't, you. won't you just ask the Lord to take something home to your heart? The old trailblazer don't know how to preach. I don't know how to preach. I don't know how to do anything. But, my friend, my heart is is open and, ho- and wide open at this time. And I tell you, oftentimes, big as a pumpkin, I want to see folks saved. Call me and tell me if the Lord has saved you. Call me and tell me if you want to be saved. Remember, the old trailblazers are here every day, Monday through Friday. And I appreciate each one of you helping me. You may not care a thing in the world about the old trailblazer, but I'm concerned about your soul, my friend. I am. I'm grieved over your soul if you're not saved. And I know the masses out there are not saved. But would you call me and let me hear from you? Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer? Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And then many folks are helping me uh, over the over the phone with their credit card. They call me and tell me, say, put my title on the credit card, and then we do that and send you a receipt back. If you want to do that, call me here at the office at 225-664-8658. Goodbye, and God bless you until next time.